1 Peter chapter 1. I'm going to start with verse number 3. First Peter 1 and 3, writing to the church, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fadeth not away, reserved. Glad I got something to look forward to. Reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen, you love, and whom though now you see him not, yet believing. Anybody believe? You rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning, the end of your faith, the end of your faith. Let's pray together for the lesson. Lord, we just love you and honor you today. Thankful for your word. Pray we will have ears to hear what the Spirit would say. Let our hearts be good ground to receive it. And God, just let us be challenged, changed, encouraged. Lord, we're going to praise you for today in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give him one more hand clap and a shout of praise before you're seated today. Thank you, Jesus. You can be seated. God bless you. The end of our faith doesn't mean you know, just... While we're here, we still have faith. We're living by faith. We're walking by faith. And uh, we're seeing God move by faith. <clears throat> we're not at the end of our faith as that it is no more. Sometimes when something ends, that's the end. A movie says the end, it's over. But our faith is not over. And uh, the word uh, end right there, the end of our faith, actually means the conclusion or the purpose or the result, depending on how it's used. And I have found out serving God that there is purpose uh, to our walking uh, by faith and living by faith and believing and having faith and using our faith. There's a reason why the Lord would pray for Peter. Say, I've prayed that your faith fail not. There's some results that I need to get out of your life. You know that uh, the Lord didn't save us just for us but we become part of a body and we become workers together with him. We become vessels for the kingdom of God. We, we are uh, uh, his children and uh, we're, we're priesthood, a royal priesthood. And, and so to ever think that we were just saved to sit around and, and just you know do a crossword puzzle till he comes back, that wasn't why he saved us. But there are some results that he would like to see happen uh, with his children. Just like any of us, we want the best and we'd like to see the best for our children. Uh, I think the Lord wants that too. That's why he would let us know I'm sending the Spirit to live inside of you and because of that, 
uh, the things I've done you shall do, and greater things shall you do. I want you to uh, realize that you can excel. You can do greater things. You can be better than who you are. You can be better than who you were. You can move on to greater things. And so we need to remember that God has a purpose for our life. If God has a purpose for our life, then he will uh, provide what's needed to preserve that purpose. See, God doesn't expect us to just do it on our own. Well, I'm just going to uh, you know, give you a few instructions, give you a book, and then I'll see you in heaven. He's with us every day. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I, I'm going to be there with you. Uh, I'll be with you even until the end of the world, he said. And, this, and he supplies all of our needs. He's, he gives us power over all the power of the enemy. God has made sure we have what we need so that our purpose can be preserved that we can fulfill what uh, he wants us to fulfill. And it doesn't matter what comes during the in-between, God still has a purpose for our life. He never said that once I call you and put this purpose on you that um, there would never be any struggle, any trial, any test, anything that would happen. But there's going to be a time. Uh, that you will go through. And during that time, many things can come your way, but that never uh, diminishes who you are to God. Paul was uh, a chosen vessel unto the Lord. And he told Paul, he said, you're going to have to testify of me uh, just like you did in Jerusalem, but you're going to also testify in Rome. And if you know the story, if you read the book of Acts, you'll read that uh, Paul did not just take a trip and land in Rome one day. His, his trip to Rome uh, consisted of him being arrested, being accused. That's how it started. It started with an arrest. It started with a beating. They were giving him a beat down, and if he hadn't been rescued by the soldiers, they probably would have killed him. And so he just preaching, doing what God said to do, and winds up you know, finding himself once again uh, in, in shackles and, and being transported, being uh, labeled as a prisoner, and he finds himself on a ship on the way uh, to Rome, but during that, uh, sh uh, during that uh, travel, there was a great storm. They have a shipwreck They're on a certain island. He gets bit by a snake. He's got all kind of good things happening, but he ends up in Rome, just like God said he would, and he testifies, and, and uh, he's, uh, you know, preaches the gospel and, and does many, still many great things there, just like God said, because God preserved him. He didn't let the people kill him. He didn't let, they even wanted to kill the prisoners on the ship when they thought it was going to sink. He spared his life there, didn't let him drown, didn't let the snake bite get him. You know, all these things that came against him, God was still in the mix. And we have to make sure that we don't let things discourage us in this walk with God because there is. Uh, something waiting for us. And we must remember that there's, this is a journey that we have started with God. We are walking with Him. We are walking by faith. We are uh, learning, uh, growing, maturing, seeing what God wants to do in our life. It doesn't just happen one time, just a lightning bolt at the altar, and that's all there is. Friend, that's the beginning. Now we're to live a life unto him, and Paul would even make the statement that the life I now live in the flesh, I live it by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So we, we live this life in the flesh by faith. 
And this is what Peter is writing about here. He, he's, he's giving God thanks. He said, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he has uh, begotten us again to a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There's hope uh, in the risen Savior that if Jesus could go through what he went through, we know that as we read Scripture, we understand that uh, he was tempted in all points as we are. There was nothing that we're going to go through that he didn't go through. We're going to endure it also, but he did that. Uh, he was tempted, it says, but without sin. But now we have a high priest that can be touched with the feeling of our infirmity. He knows how you feel. He knows what you went through. And, and because he could endure the destruction of that temple uh, three days later to rise from the dead, uh, we know that we can get up too. That if this world uh, brings destruction into our life, if it's uh, whether it's physical or emotional or spiritual, that we can still get up and be new. That we can still get up and be victorious. We can get victory over what has fought us. We have hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And it's to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled. It does not fade away. It's there reserved for you in heaven. There's a reservation. If you make a reservation at a restaurant, I hope you intend on making it. You want to be there. If you reserve a flight, you intend on getting on that flight. You don't just, well, I just feel like making a reservation today. Where are you going? Nowhere. I just want to make a reservation because it costs you something to make a reservation. And, uh, you know, when you make a reservation, there's an intention there. Is we're going to get there. There's something reserved for me. And, and, and nothing more to make a reservation and get there. And I said, well, we don't have your name. You, well, I made a reservation. Well, we don't have any empty tables. because We're full and I, the wait is three hours. But I made a reservation. Oh, when they don't put that down or they don't take it. Uh, I watched a, a funny show one time. A guy, he, he reserved a rental car. And when he got there, they said, well, we don't have one. He said, but I made a reservation. We know, but we got rid of it. He's, and he's like, but the reservation holds the car. And it's like, uh, she said, I know what a reservation does. He goes, I don't think you do. Anybody can take a reservation. So he starts, I just laugh at that scene, but this, he said, anybody can just take them. He said, it's holding the reservation. He said, that's where uh, the good stuff, that's where it comes in. And, and I'm glad that this reservation is reserved for us. It's, it's there in heaven for us. And we are kept by the power of God. It's amazing to me that people uh, just get so soon shaken in their faith. Don't, I, we're going to worry sometimes. It happens. We're going to have stress in our lives and anxiety, but, but people who just become shaken to the point in their faith that they walk away from God because of the trouble going on in their life, not realizing that you're still here because you're kept by the power of God. God knows that things are going to come your way. That's why he says with every temptation, he would make a way of escape that you would be able to bear it, that he would put little scriptures in here that are so powerful that all things work together for good to them that love me and that are the called according to my purpose. He, I know what you're going to go through, but I'm not going to let go of you because you're walking through the worst time or trial or test or storm of your life. We've got to understand that there, what this Peter has letting us know is that there is 
a, a length of time. There are maybe years and, and, and there's seasons and things that we're going to go through. But through all of this, God will keep us by the power of God through faith unto salvation. We've got to be uh, sure, uh, assured in ourselves and in our walk, in our lives, that God is for us. And if God be for us, then who can be against us? I'm trying to help you see something today, that there's a, there's a conclusion, there's a purpose, there's a, a result that God wants to get out of our faith. He, he didn't just give us faith so we could be beat up and, and, and stand around, but there's a, a result. You're going to get a reward one day. You're going to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You know, Brother Nathaniel taught a great lesson last week uh, about the, the end of a thing is better. And, uh, you know, that scripture that says the end, better is the end of a thing than the beginning. And uh, when he says here that we would receive the end of our faith, well, that's better. Uh, now let me get, ain't nothing like the beginning that when you come out of that water washed and you feel that God has cleansed you from those sins. When he fills you with the Holy Ghost, there is nothing on this planet that can compare to being born again of water and the Spirit and fellowship with God. Nothing. And that's great. But friend, what's going to be even better than that is to hear him say, well done. Oh, it's wonderful to hear him say, welcome to the family. But oh, what's going to be better is when he says, well done, good and faithful servant, enter in to the joy of the Lord. It, oh, when we hear him say, well done, that's, that's what I'm looking for. That's the conclusion that I want. That's the, that's the result that I want. There's a purpose in my faith today, and it's so that I can hear the risen Savior, the one who was dead but lives forevermore. I, I can't wait to hear him say, well done. Good and faithful servant, enter in. Because whether we like to think about it or not, there's another group that he's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. But some of those that he's talking to will be actually some that he said welcome to the family who decided that they would not continue, that they would give up on their faith, that they would walk away from God and and uh, be angry with him because they think if God really loved me, I wouldn't be going through this. Well, God uh, loves you, and you're going to go through it. Uh, what, going through things, that uh, doesn't mean he doesn't love us. Even when he corrects us, whom the Father loveth, he chastens, he corrects, because he loves us so much. And so we have to remember that in this journey, we are kept by the power of God. We are kept by the power of God. There is no greater power than God. He is the Almighty. There is no greater force. There is nothing that can, that's why Jesus could make the statement, nothing can pluck them out of my hand. Nothing shall be able to separate them from the love of Christ. There is nothing that can remove them from me. And the only thing that can happen is that they can turn and walk away. Jesus made the statement over and over and referenced it many times that when I've got them, I keep them. But then he would ask the question, will you walk away? Uh, you know, you, you have the power to leave. I will never lock you in a room. I'm never going to restrain you and keep you uh, and force you to serve me. But if you stay with me, you're going to get the benefit of the power that I have that keeps you through faith unto salvation.
the fullness of it, what he says, it just, it'll be revealed in the last time. What you went through, we, you know, we sing the old song, by and by, when the morning comes, we, you know, or we'll understand it better by and by. We'll, we'll tell the story how we overcome. And uh, it, we'll never realize everything. What was, why, God? Why was that season so hard? Why did I have to go through that? Some things will never be revealed until the last time. But honey, when God hands you that white robe and sets you in that heavenly choir, you're going to say it was worth it all to endure. It was worth it all to hang on. It was hard. It was tough. Oh, I shed some tears. I, 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 I beat on the ground. I pulled my hair. I was upset. I was angry. I was discouraged. I was disappointed. But I did not let go because I knew that there was an end of my faith. Not and in the destruction of it, but there was a conclusion. There was a purpose for this thing. There was a result that God wanted to see in my life. He didn't die uh, that painful death and shed his blood so I could walk away, but so that I could endure. And so, uh, as strange as it seems, we greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if it has to be this way, we are very heavy through all of the temptations that are coming our way. Sometimes it seems like the old saying is true. When it rains, it pours. I don't know if I can take one more thing, but honey, you can take it. I tell you, church, you listen to me today, that God's people are tough. We are, we are to be meek and we are to be lowly. We are to be humble. I, I understand all those things. We're to be kind and tenderhearted, but we are tough. We go through some things, and we don't go through it fighting through our flesh, but we go through it by faith in the one who gave himself for us. And let me tell you, when you get God on your side, when God gets inside of you, when you start putting your trust in God and in the word of God and the promises of God, let the storm blow, let the fire fall, let the lions roar, whatever happens, but we're going to make it because God people are tough. They make it through cancer. They make it through heartbreak. They make it through divorces. They make it through discouragement. They make it through all kind of hell on earth and valleys. Man, they, they, they go through all kind of things, but you still see them with their hands lifted up, blessing God because there's nothing like the blood of Jesus. There's nothing like being filled with the Holy Ghost. There's nothing like knowing that one day there's going to be a call. And when he calls, I'm getting out of here. And he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Hang in there. Stick it out. Rub some dirt on it. <laughs> we used to fall and practice and say, just rub some dirt on it. I guess it helped. I don't know. It, it got your mind off of it anyway. I guess dirt was better than methylate. That's what they used to put on us when we was a kid. Anybody remember that? Yeah. So, you wanted somebody blowing who... If somebody's applying, you need one other person blowing. Whew, whew, that stuff was hot. Give me the Macurachrome. That, that was the cool. It's like when you go to the Indian restaurant, you want this spicy one or five. Give me one. But listen, we're going to make it. We're going to make it. And so we greatly rejoice. I'm going to tell you, 
if you're trying to aggravate somebody, you're trying to ruin somebody's day, ain't nothing make you more mad than to see them just laugh it off. And don't you know uh, the enemy just hates to see you? I got him good. I got him good. I wonder how he just eat his lunch when he saw Job fall down and say, the Lord gave and the Lord took away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He ain't even giving me credit for what I've done to him. He's saying, God, because he knows that you ain't got no power in my life unless God lets you have it, so all the glory goes to God. And if God let you do it, then God knew I could take it. And if God's letting me go into this, he's going to let me go through this. God will bring me in, and God will bring me out. We've got to trust God. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. You're going to make it. Quit, quit, quit over-examining this thing. What have I done wrong? I must be really messed up. I must be far away from God. I must be, listen, sometimes if it needs be, you're just in a bunch of temptation. You're just going through some things. But with every trial I have realized, with every tribulation, it works patience. And patience experience and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed. And I'm glad today that God has taught me a lesson early. You're going to face some things. There's going to be some trials and tests. Oh, there's going to be joy, and there's going to be shouting. There's going to be some dancing. There's going to be some great victories in your walk, but there's going to be some heartache and pain. There's going to be some tears, but I'm going to be with you. In the world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So I'm glad today where I started. But friend, I'm wanting to see the end of my faith. I want to see the result of this thing that God has done in my life. I don't want to quit before. That's not the result God has for faith. The result of faith is hearing him say, well done. But the result of quitting is hearing him say, depart from me. I never knew you. We've got to hang on. We've got to keep doing it. When we first believed in God, we believed it to be worth it all. We started this race in confidence. We're going to do it. When the light came on, we were like, hey, I'm going to make it. But let me tell you, it's still worth it. I don't know how long you've been serving God, but let me encourage you today. It's still worth it. Maybe you're going through some things right now. It's still worth it. Keep coming to church. Keep serving God. Keep praying. Keep reading the Bible. Keep fellowshipping with the saints of God. Don't walk away from what's kept you all this time. Honey, hang on to it. It, uh, grab a hold of it. Uh, tie a knot and hang on, whatever you want to say. But just make sure you don't let go of what got you here. It's not time to compromise. It's not time to start looking for a new way out. Hang on to what got you here. If God started with you, God will go all the way. Make sure you're holding on to him. Despite every setback, every trouble, every disappointment, it's still worth it. We must make heaven our goal. We've got to make it there. And we're not going to get there by any new way. There's no new revelations. There's no slacking off. We've got to keep up the pace. We've got to keep walking on the straight and narrow. We've got to keep hanging on to God. No matter what 
we face. He said, you're, you're rejoicing because you know. This is something you need to remember here. Listen, the trial of your faith, what you're going through, it's more precious than gold. Or yeah. right now on the news, every commercial comes on, you need to be buying gold. This economy can crash. You need to be getting gold. Maybe, you know, contact these people and get you some gold put up because gold and gold and gold. And you know, In the old days, you'd hear people looking for gold. They, uh, the gold rush. People were flying, selling everything they had to go out west. Got to, got, got to find the gold. We need the gold. We want riches. We want gold, silver and gold. You know, all these things. It's got to have the riches. But none of that can buy you out of your trouble. A lot of people with a lot of gold's got a lot of trouble. But let me tell you, what's going to get you through is realizing that this trial, my faith is more precious I'm not going to sell it. He's, he's comparing it to things that the flesh wants. Flesh wants gold, riches, fame, honor, all these things. That, oh, if I had this gold, I wouldn't have all these. I could pay these bills. I wouldn't have no trouble. You know what you'd do if you had the money? You'd spend it. And then you'd be in debt. You'd, buy, you, you'd end up buying a house you couldn't afford, and then you'd end up losing it. And then you'd still be broke. You'd still be eating uh, pork and beans. It wouldn't matter. And he's saying, there's things that are precious in this world, but nothing is worth your faith. Your faith, ooh, but it's being tried with fire. But when it's tried, he said, if you hold on, it's going to be found unto praise and honor and glory when Jesus appears. Oh, if you hold on when Jesus shows up, there's going to be a praise. There's going to be some honor. There's going to be some glory. It'll be all to him, but it'll benefit you. The honor and glory will go to him, but it's to your benefit to hang on because one day the trumpet's going to sound and he's going to begin to gather his children. Oh, he's going to gather them up. They're going to come out of the fire. They're going to come out of the famine. They're going to come out of the flood. He said, I have, even one place, he said, I chose my people out of the furnace. I walk with them in the fire. I, 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 I rest with them in the lion's den. I, I, I'm there in all of it. The, them boys came out. They came out and got promoted. One day we're going to come out and be promoted. We're not going to be the same anymore. We're going to be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. We're going to be promoted. We're going to, have, we're going to be like him. That's a promotion. He said, you're going to be like him because you'll see him as he is. But right now, he said, you hadn't seen him, but you love him. And even though you don't see him, you believe. Oh, even when I don't see it, he's working. He's working. He's protecting. He's comforting. He's nourishing. He's making sure I'm all right. He's keeping me by the power. He's the Lord God Almighty. Jesus said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. It's the power to keep his church. I'm building a church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We're kept by the power of God. Friend, a nuclear bomb might cause us to vanish, but we would simply be with the Lord. To be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Don't you understand today we are kept by the power of God. 
We're not indestructible in the world. But the, the destruction that the world brings, it can't take away what God has done. And that is the result that I'm laboring for. That's why I'm not just living for God so I can be victorious on the earth. That's a benefit of it. But I live for him because I want to see him one day. I want the end of my faith. I want the result that he designed this to have. I want the purpose to be fulfilled. And so even though I haven't seen him, I believe and I rejoice with joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. I'm glad today that I have realized that Peter's trying to tell us something here. There's a, there's a space of time on this planet, and you're going to go through some things. You're the church. The world don't like you. The world don't want to hear what you've got to offer, and it's going to come against you. But you just remember that you are kept by the power of God. We've got to remember that, and we need to remember. We started this thing so excited, we'll finish the same way. Whenever you're in the middle of something, we, we have the benefit of Scripture. God brings his people out. We have that benefit. But whenever we're going through something, we can just start looking for a way out. Whatever you're going through and every temptation, I have made a way of escape. I've never been, but I know people that go to these escape rooms, and they're looking for the way out, trying to find the way. That's the same way with us. We, we get in a place sometimes, oh, how am I going to get out of this? Start looking. Start looking for that way because God made a way so you could bear it. He said, I want you to know that I just... Every way of escape isn't an exit. Sometimes you escape just because you endure it, because you can bear it. He said, you can bear it, not carry it, but you can stand under the strain of it. When it comes down on you and you think, this might be the straw that broke the camel's back, we're not camels. Put as many straws on there as you need to, because God said, I can bear it. He said he'd make a way where I could endure, where I could bear it so I could get out of this. I, I, eventually, I'll get out of this thing. We want a quick exit. Sometimes we've got to endure. We've got to bear it. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35, uh, the writer said, Don't throw away, cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Don't get rid of that confidence. You need that, that trust that you have. It has a great recompense a reward yeah, that confidence that faith you have in God that faith you have that he's keeping you watching over you hang on to that because there's a reward there's a, an end to that for you have need of patience it's still the same line of thinking there's uh, with patience that means I've got to endure some things I've got to go through some things we have need of patience and after we've done the will of God we might receive the promise for yet a little while, and he that shall come will come, and he will not tarry. It's just, it's just a little while, and he'll be there. There was nothing longer as a child 
than when you'd be wanting something and you'd be calling, telling your mom, your dad, hey, hey in a minute. That was, it was never a minute because I'd do the same thing. We did the same yeah, yeah. Because kids will bother you when you're right in the middle of stuff. That's just what they do. Yeah, yeah, they're watching their show or something like that, and so they're going to wait for it. In a, in a minute, in a second. I'm ready to go. I want to go to the pool. In a second, in a minute. That's the longest minute. That's why we feel with God. God, get me out of here. It's a little while. A little while. Now, look, I know that a day is like a thousand years. But it's a little while. And he knows that we can endure it for a little while. We can stand it for a little while. But in a little while, he's going to come. And then when it's time, and he said he won't tear you. So what he's saying is, is when it's right, he'll be there. When it's time, he'll be there. But I'm not coming before it's time. I'm not going to do you the disservice of, of cutting off a reward or a blessing. I'm not going to stop this early for you because I know what you need. And I understand that, that, that it's tough, but you need this. You've got to have it. You, you, you can't, I can't pull you out too early. I've got to make sure you're ready. I've, I, I talked with somebody about this not too long ago, but I said many times we, we think about, God, when? But God is also thinking about where. And sometimes we think, when is this going to be done? He's going to be like, when you are where I want you. See, we, we, we always worry about the, only the when because we can't stand waiting. We, can't, we don't want to do it no more. But he's like, but I've got to get you to where I need you first. So there's also a there. Why 40 years? Because it's going to take 40 years to get you there. Why 40 years on the backside of the desert? Because it'll take you, it'll take me that length of time to get you there. So the when is 40, the where is on the backside of the desert by the burning bush, Moses. It's, it, that's what it takes. And sometimes we, we, we think, well, I, I'm already there. No, you're not. <laughs> I got to get you there. And so, Lord, when? When I get you there. When I get you to where I need you then. You know, when he... When he told Abraham he was going to make a great nation out of him, he was not where Isaac would be born. So there was a length of time, and it's just like, when, Lord? You keep telling, when? I don't have any children. When? I don't have any children. When? I'm 90. When? 99. When? What? When? 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 But he was all the way in, a, in another place. I got to get you there. You can't have Isaac here. You got to have him there. So there's a when and a there. And, and, and we worry too much about the when when we realize we're not there yet. We're not where we need to be. We think we're when we need to be, but we, he said, I got to get you where I need you to be. And so he said, where am I at? Yeah, in 37, he said, in a little while he'll come. The just shall live by faith, but if he man draw back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back under perdition, but of them that believe unto the saving of the soul. That's us. We're not giving up. We want the end game. We want the result of the end of our faith. And, and so we can't let 
things that happen. Oh, this, how did this happen? Why did this happen? This is not what I wanted. This is not what I thought about at the beginning. Oh, let me tell you, all of us, anybody, is we're all a little naive. We're just like children when we're born again. And we all have an idea of how this is going to go. <laughs> I would, if we took that survey, every one of us would be like, well, this is what I thought, this is what really happened. Reading the book of Genesis, Jacob loved Rachel. Jacob wanted Rachel. Woo, I love Rachel. Couldn't stand it. Daddy said, well, I'll tell you what, buddy served me for seven years. You can have her. Said it just seemed like days to him because he loved her so much. Seven years, wedding day, wedding night, next morning, what is going on in my life? <laughs> Hello, Ray Leah. Whoa. Now, I don't know what kind of partying they was doing after that wedding. That that man didn't realize what was going on. I need to move on. But he was upset. <laughs> hey, Father, you promised me her. Okay, serve me another. You can have her. And so it was just. Got it, seven more years. In the time that he served Laban, he said he changed my wages ten times. Always conniving, trying to keep me. It was different all the time. And we'll go do this, then he changed it to this. Gonna do this. It was not like I thought it would be. I thought I would get Rachel, I'd go back to my homeland, and that's how it would be. But instead, I end up here all these years, and things are not going the way I actually thought. But... What I want you to want to say is this: is that he never stopped loving Rachel, and he said he could have been so mad and been like, "That's it, I'm out of here." Maybe they would have killed him for running off or whatever. But uh, or he could have just said, "Man, I get, come on, Leah," you know. I mean, he could have just done whatever. But instead, he said, "But I love her," and so he stayed. And he got what he was after. The goal was Rachel, and he got her. Now, he was blessed with children through Leah and, and the tribes of Israel. The, the patriarchs came through, through all this stuff, but we, we need to understand that sometimes there's going to be some disappointments. There's going to be some detours. There's going to be some, hey, whoa. That was a big whoa moment for Jacob, and, and I'm sure a very heartbreaking moment for Leah. But we can't let those things stop us and deter us because we started out with a goal. And ultimately, one thing I would guess that we could probably say anybody who came to the Lord was like, I do want to go to heaven one day. We just didn't realize everything that was going to come in between. And so we start walking with God. We start believing 
what God has got for us. And we don't cast away our confidence because of a little bump in the road. In Hebrews chapter 12, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great cloud of witnesses. We're not going through something that our brothers and sisters have not endured. If you back up into chapter 11, he would say, what more shall I say? If I start to tell you of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, prophets, who through faith? It's the faith chapter. And you read about uh, Abel and, and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Sarah. And you read about all the things that they did through faith. They got the results through faith. Noah uh, being warned of things not seen as yet. Moved with fear. By faith he moved with fear. But he, he built an ark to the saving of eight souls. That was the end of his faith. That was the result of his faith in God. Is that he realized God's going to keep me through the storm. And eight souls were saved. And and so we've got a great cloud of witnesses. So lay aside weights and sin that would easily beset us and run, run with patience. Run with patience. So if, if we, uh, he said, we have need of patience that after we've done the will of God, the will of God is to run. Run with patience the race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He's the author and the finisher. He's the result. He's the end. He's, he's got it. Uh, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. But now, look, he got the results set down at the right hand of the throne of God. He got the result because he endured the cross. He, he, he didn't give up when, when the people that he came to save and the people that he was performing miracles for and, and healing their bodies and all these things, when they, when they yelled, crucify him, crucify him, and when they... Uh, Nailed him to that cross. He, did, he just said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And so he, he, he stayed faithful uh, to that call. And we've got to stay faithful to that call. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, and honey, you can come on up. Who, which honey's coming today? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I got I to start checking before so I know. I don't want some of these guys to be like, Pastor, come on, man. So let's read what Paul wrote. There's no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. I'm going through stuff nobody's been through. I'll take you to the scripture. It's common to man, but God is faithful. But God is faithful. Oh. can't pay my rent this month. But God is faithful. I don't know why they left me, but God is faithful. I don't know why they lied on me, but God is faithful. He will not suffer you to be tempted above what you're able. But will with that temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. That's what God will do. Because God wants to see that end result, the end of your faith. He wants to see it happen. In Hebrews 2 and 18, when he was talking about Christ, he said, For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to secure them that are tempted or to aid them, to relieve them, because he knows what you've been through. And because he went through it, 
he's able to help you. You know, I've had people come to me before with things, pastor, you know, because they think a pastor is just knows everything. I hope that I'll always be big enough to say, you know what? I have no idea what to tell you. I mean, I can pray for you, but I've never been through that, so I don't understand that. But I do know somebody, and I would, I have sent people to counselors or therapists because I knew they can help you. Uh, I don't want to sit here because of my pride and ego and say, well, I'm a pastor. I should know and tell you something that don't really help you. I want you to get the help that you need. And, but the thing with Jesus is that he has been through all of it. And because of that, he can help us so that we can hold on. You know, in the world they have a saying, just hold on to the bitter end. But uh, when you serve the Lord, it's the better end. And so just, and I've run out of time. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not finished, but I, I got to be done because we're out of time. But um, so hold on, folks. Let's stand together and we'll pray and be dismissed by this prayer. The word was, was to us today. Receive it. Lord, we love you and thank you for your word. Thank you for speaking to us in this house today and encouraging us. We will make it. We are kept by the power of God. So, Lord, today, help us to be strong, to trust you, not lean on our own understanding, but to hear what the Spirit has said, to believe it, to receive it, and see the result of it, the end of our faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. God is able.